This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com What's going on, everybody? It's How To Tuesday. Got another great one for you today with my friend Ryan Nitz. Ryan Nitz is known as a guy that catches a lot of big snook. I had to go see it for myself because I followed him on Instagram and I saw all of these cool videos. He used to fish out of a canoe, which was really interesting to me that he was catching these giant fish out of a canoe. And I had to go see it for myself. So mm -hmm. I started talking to him. We got to uh, to be friends across the internet later to meet and do an episode of Saltwater Experience, and you know even on the podcast that the 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 picture that I chose for the uh, podcast artwork is me catching a snook with Ryan Nitz, and it's just cool. It's a it the fish that he catches are larger than than our typical fish in the Florida Keys. It was a dream fish for me to be able to go and and catch one of those. And Ryan just has a has a way of catching these large snook. So I wanted to get him on the podcast today and talk not only about large snook, but about how to target snook in general. That's kind of his fish. And uh, he has an interesting perspective on it. So Ryan, man, how are you doing today? First of all, it's good to see you and I appreciate you doing this with us. Absolutely. It's good to see you again. Uh, thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. I'll talk about that, that, uh, show that we did a lot and, uh, it, it was one of my favorite shows. It was just so different and, uh, you were, you were just awesome and, uh, shared your knowledge with us. So I'm hoping that we can do the same with the podcast. We have a lot of people that are interested in snook and, you know, uh, catching a snook, like what, like you catch is a dream fish for so many people, but let's talk about, let's talk about snook in your opinion, like, just kind of A to Z, the small ones, how do you target snook in general? Um, and then if, if somebody, you know, after we get through with that, if somebody wanted to go after a big one, what would you say, what would your recommendations be for there? But, well, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't start out catching 40 inch snook. That's not, that wasn't the case. When I first started snook fishing, um, you know, it started catching snook like this. It yeah. literally did. Um, I used to ride my bike when I was 12 down to this little 
kind of a, it was a side pond that was off the main river. And I used to throw little baby crappie jigs and I would catch 12 inch snook all day long. And that's how I started. And then, you know, you sooner or later you work your way up the food chain. Now I'm here catching 48 inches, but, um, starting out snook fishing, I got, I mean, a snook is just like a bass. They're almost the same exact fish. So a lot of, if you're a bass fisherman, a lot of that applies to snook fishing. They like structure. They like, um, they like current. They like a lot of bait. They like, uh, whatever they can get their hands on. So when you're targeting fish, um, you're going to want, I think the biggest thing is moving water. I like moving water. I like getting a lot of current, a lot of flow coming in and out. I've, I've found you can catch snook in a lot of stagnant water, but just not numbers like you are in moving water. Um, small Yozuri's and X wraps are probably the best thing to start locating small snook. Um, where I live in Jupiter, like you said, it's a pretty unique area. It's not like the Everglades. It's not, there's not really too many mangroves where I live. It's a lot of docks. Um, docks are pretty much the key to small snook around here. Every dock has probably a few snook under it. And the way you would catch those, um, are skipping baits under there. Can't really skip a Yozuri. So what I would recommend is, is a paddle tail or, um, a shrimp. There's a lot of new companies out there that make, you know, great shrimp baits, anything small. There's ones with weights built in them. You could whip them way under a dock and you can't hurt the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the best ways to get out there. Um, you know, like you mentioned a canoe, not everyone has the luxurious of buying a boat. Well, I went out there and got a canoe and a trolling motor and I was out there for under $500. Um, so you can go out there, get in a canoe and start skipping baby shrimps under these docks and you can start catching, you know, 20, 25 inch fish on the regular. Um, now when you work your way up the charts, live bait is key for me. Um, now being a guide, especially live bait is going to be your best friend mullet in particular for me. Um, the big fish, you know, when a snook gets 40 inches, that fish is probably 20 years old and he's been around and he's seen a few things. So having a live bait is going to be your best friend. You can use ladyfish, you can use mullet, you can use, pinfish greenies anything that wiggles a snook will eat i've caught them on needlefish Hmm. Um, i've caught them on pretty much anything so whatever live bait you can get your hands on that's good um when you're targeting big snook leader is everything don't go targeting big snook on 30 pound leader don't do it you're not going to catch them um 60 pound fluoro is what i use for the big fish uh, seven no circle hook. I'm a big, a big time user of circle hooks, mostly because I'm a guide again. And a lot of people don't know when they physically feel that hit. So if you're using a live mullet and you're not, you know, you know, you're not paying attention and you have a big J hook and a snook eats it. And 30 seconds later you feel it. Well, that J hook's going to be gone into that snook's throat. So big user of circle hooks. Uh, I like to hook mullet in the face because a lot of times I'm trolling them. You control a mullet behind the boat, super effective. Probably the number one effective way of finding snook is trolling a mullet 30 feet behind the boat. Mm. You're going to just troll around for 20 minutes. You're going to cut, you're going to catch something. And then, you know, you can stop there and work your way from there. Um, so when you're doing that trolling, uh, do you do that with a big motor or the trolling motor? It doesn't matter. The snook do not care the, they're not boat shy at all. They're not like a redfish. Um, 
that, that motor, that could be an old two stroke making as much noise. And I've seen them come <laughs> up and about, yeah, they'll eat right there at the propeller. Um, same with the tarpon that we have around here. They're, they're not bow shy either. They'll come and slap the boat eating a mullet. Uh, so yeah, mangroves though, I, you know, if you do have mangroves around where you live, that is probably the best estuary for small snook. So I would start there. Like I said, I don't really have the luxury of that here. It's mostly docks and million dollar houses and seawalls, uh, sandbars. When you, when you see a snook on a sandbar, hundred percent, he is going to eat. There's when a snook is on a sandbar, he's doing one thing and one thing only, and he's hunting. So what I like to do, my favorite tide is a dead low. When you're fishing a dead low tide, that's half the water they can hide in. All the mullet, they're, they're not up high. They're not in the mangroves. They're not in the docks. They're all out in the channel and on the sandbars. So uh, if you're going to go out snook fishing for the first time, wait, wait for a dead low. Go out there, find the bait, find the birds. If you see an osprey or if you see a blue heron, pay attention. Those two birds right there are like a frigate out in the ocean. You see a blue heron or an osprey, that means there's mullet. If there's mullet, there's snook. That all goes hand in hand. So, but um, let's go back to let's go back to the uh, setup real quick. You said a seven out circle hook. Uh, is there a particular brand that you like, or a I'm a pretty big of fan of the hook? Yeah, I like the uh, Owner Mutu lights. Okay, or just the regular ones. I'm a pretty big fan of Owner. Um, they all work. They all have their flaws. I've broken hooks on all of them. So there's really not one I like over the other, but probably owner. I stick with them mostly over any of them all. Okay. And then as uh, you, as you start targeting smaller snook, um, like maybe you're not, you're not ready for the big snook or you hadn't quite made it that far in your fishing career and you're targeting the smaller snook, maybe with smaller live baits and stuff. How do you, how do you, um, uh, adjust the hook size and the leader size? or let's say like 20 to 25 inch fish that you're catching lots of numbers. Right. Of. So basically it's the same setup, just smaller. Um, if you're targeting slot size fish, 20 to 30 inch fish, I would use probably 30 to probably 40 pound, um, 40 pounds probably being the best, uh, with a one Oh circle. Look, it's all going to depend on, on the bait that you're using. If you're using a shrimp, you're going to want the smallest hook you can use because uh, you know a shrimp can't carry a, uh, anything really bigger than a 1-0 hook effectively um a mullet a mullet's a hardy hardy bait you can throw a big old hook on that thing and it'll carry it around pretty good so i do like a 7-0 hook for those mullet um it's basically just it's relative to what you're using for bait but anywhere from and don't be don't be afraid to use a small hook you know a lot of times you could throw a 1-0 hook in a, in a decent sized mullet and it still works so and it'll get the bite because I've seen snook so many times come up to a live bait and just put their nose in it. And they're just, they, they're looking, they, they, they see the line, they see that hook and they'll just veer off. Yeah. So when that starts happening, that's when you're going to want to downsize. Um, just, I, I'm just a big, I'm big on, on not using anything too light or too, too light. I should say, if you're fishing for a big snook on a 3000 size reel, in the back country, you're going to kill that fish. Don't do that. You know, there's not a lot of oxygen back there in the back country. Um, so I like to use a 6,000 size reel. So just my, to be clear, my, just to be clear, uh, when you say that about a 3000 size reel, 
why why would you kill the fish just so people understand what what you're talking so about when you got a when you got a small reel and you hook into a giant fish it's going to take a lot longer to catch them you know it's going to take 10 minutes well during that 10 minute battle that fish is building up a lot of acid and and it's you know it's just beat well when you put them back into those low oxygen backcountry areas and you don't give them a proper revival he's going to die mm-hmm. so what i like to do is just beef up my gear a little bit Um, and you're going to get those fish in, you know, half the time and they're going to be still green, almost not, not green, but they're going to be, you know, they're still going to have some life in them. You're not tired. You're not fighting them to the death. Um, now that switches. Now, if you're out there on the ocean, you know, we get snook out on the ocean and on the beaches, those fish are, those are a whole nother animal out there. They got a lot of life in them. You can fish them on fly rods and they'll be fine. So just be careful with, you know, where you're at and pay attention to the, the, Gotcha. And over your time with releasing a snook, it's a big thing around here. I, I hate, you know, you get people out here, they just throw the snook back and you'll see them belly up 30 feet behind the boat. They didn't revive them. Mm. Or you get these guys on the bridges who will bring a snook up in a bridge net and then just throw it off the bridge. I hate that. It drives me, it makes my blood boil. Do not do that if you're watching this. yeah they do need you know i mean a snook is a is a pretty hardy fish but any fish like you can even take like a big tarpon and if you let them go and they just sink to the bottom and no oxygen no water is moving through their gills they're not getting any oxygen they will just lay there and die and it's sometimes it's as easy as is pushing them with your rod tip just a little bit just to get them moving uh but that's those that's good tips on on reviving them and uh, snook are are really an interesting fish that uh, you know the the old trick of of letting them hold on to your thumb until they're ready to go and and that's a that's a really good trick. They will literally just bite down gently on your thumb until I mean I guess it depends on how big some of the ones that you have. I'm afraid to put my hand in their mouth. It's like, a, it's like an alligator, but uh, they will still hold on to hold on to your hand or the, your thumb. And then when they get some strength and everything, they kind of go off on their own. And that's a good kind of, you can call it a rule of thumb, uh, no pun intended, but that's a, that's a way that you can kind of gauge whether or not they're ready to swim off. Because if they, if any fish just, just sinks to the bottom and does not get any air or, or oxygen going through their gills, it's not a, a very good release. So get them moving. Well, and another big thing is, uh, especially in Jupiter, the last few years is the sharks. We have a lot of bull sharks. So if you, you know, if you send a snook off on its way and it's not revived, that's that's shark food. I've yeah. seen it happen. I've seen it happen. You know, a snook just barely revived, just kind of sitting on top of the water. Them sharks are ready to go, and they even even a, a you know we have a lot of pups, uh, two to three foot bull sharks. And what sucks is those sharks will kill a forty five inch snook because what they'll do is they'll just come up and they'll nibble on its tail. And it'll kill the fish just because it just ate its tail because it wasn't, you know, didn't have the energy to really get away from that little shark. Right. So. All right. Great tips, man. Uh, I know that you're doing a lot of guiding these days. If somebody wanted to go and experience some of the snook fishing with you, how would they do it? Instagram, Ryan Nitz, R-Y-A-N-N-I-T-Z, or hit me, shoot me an email, Ryan Nitz Photography at Gmail. Um, you know, your main time. For, for down, we can catch snook all year around here, but if you want to catch a giant May through September, that's prime time. Uh, we're winding on the back end of that now, but you know, we got the mullet run coming in and, and, uh, they're still around. So, but yeah, May, May through, let's say May through August, that's prime time. That's, that's when there's 40, 45 inch fish all over the place. Right on, man. Well, 
I, I strongly encourage you to, to uh, check Ryan out. Check out what he does on Instagram. And if you have the ability and the time, go down there and fish with him yourself. It's a, it's a great experience. And uh, Ryan, thanks for doing this with us. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure that you're wearing your camo, so I'm sure that you're headed out to the woods right now. So lucky we I just got you. back and I just got back from the woods and I'm heading back out. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. And that's How To thanks, Tuesday Tom. for today. We will see you guys next week. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv brave anglers search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv